Hi guys, this is episode 7 of The Conversation. Today we talk about The Grand Budapest Hotel, an amazing movie uh, directed by Wes Anderson. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Grand Budapest Hotel is a 2014 comedy drama film written and directed by Wes Anderson, which explores tragedy, war, fascism, nostalgia, and certainly friendship. Ralph Finez Fines leads a 17-actor ensemble cast as Monsieur Gustave H. He's a famed concierge on a mountainside resort called the Grand Budapest Hotel. Gustave is framed for the murder of wealthy dowager, um, for a wealthy dowager, and he decides to embark on a quest with his befriended protege, Zero, for the priceless Renaissance painting against backdrop of an encroaching pandemonium. Today, we are happy to welcome Miles and Louie. I'm Archibald Ritchie. This is The Conversation, an exchange. Now, would you guys consider this film to be uh, more of a comedy or a drama? So I, I think that the, you know, the, this film is so interesting. And I think, uh, Archie, you correctly mentioned this idea of the genre, you know, the question of the genre. And I think you can arguably say that, you know, it's drama and a comedy. Uh, I would personally be um, more, uh, I personally think it's more oriented towards uh, comedy. Uh, I think it's a very, very, it's an intrinsically very, very funny movie. And although, although it is a dramatic movie, there are, there are very dramatic moments. I think a lot of the time those dramatic moments tend to be uh, undercut by other funny moments. And, you know, just because it's a, you know, drama doesn't mean it can also be comedy, right? You know, like, for example, uh, uh, Dark, you know, uses a lot of dark humor. And that's why a lot of it, uh, a lot of people call it a uh, comédie noir, um, you know, dark comedy in the sense that we, there are these very, very, um, you know, I guess, somber themes, as I think we'll, we'll talk about it later with um, how Wes Anderson portrays, um, you know, certain characters in the film as, you know, Nazis or, you know, there's, there's this whole theme, thematic of fascism and everything, but it, it uses these dark themes to also kind of talk about humor, talk about these, uh, this time in a humorous way. Louis, uh, do you have anything that you, uh, your opinion on this matter? Uh, yeah, I totally agree with uh, Miles. I think it is, I think overall it's a drama movie with some, uh, some, some funny moments that make overall the movie more like a comedy. However, I would say maybe when you, when you listen to it like two or three more times, I would say that a lot of uh, hidden messages like through Easter eggs and like a lot of things you don't, like this is a movie I think you have to, to watch a lot of times to, um, to really grasp uh, the meaning and the emotions of the characters in it. And like the more I watch it, the more I think, well, this is really a, a drama movie in my opinion. Sure, Arch, uh, Archie, like, uh, how would you kind of describe it? Well, you know, um, I think that um, this, uh, it's certainly the script and the dialogue is uh, comedic and there's situations where you, you get into a comedic situation. But I think the story that it's trying to tell is more of a drama and a sadder story, a mel- gives a melancholic vibe. And I think that's more of, um, more of where the, the main story is heading to. And so we we can see the witty banter often, but overall, I think it's a drama. Yeah, I, I guess I, I see your points, 
But I would say at the same time, you know, uh, you know, again, you can have these sad moments and still be a very funny story. Um, I, you know, there, I think, you know, um, you know, I, I remember, for example, the scene, you know, when uh, there's, you know, there's the army there and they're asking if, uh, I think about somebody, uh, uh, Gustav killed somebody in this moment in the movie. And then Gustav's like, oh, you think I killed the guy? And then, you know, he starts running away. And, you know, I think it's like those moments for me that I think make the movie shine. And, you know, I think with all, you know, just because they're, I think with all things, a lot of the time it's a mix. Um, you know, you can have different, you can incorp or incorporate different elements and that's totally fine. You don't have to be necessarily one specific genre. And Louis, how would you, um, I feel like you might have a bit of a disagreement with this. Uh, what, what do you think? Well, I agree with Miles that it's, yes, it's a mix of uh, drama and comedy, but I think there's still an, how would you say this, an underlying tone, like uh, a continuous vibe in the movie with, uh, and this is cute with the lighting and like how the characters speak and, and that vibe is really melancholic and sad, like you said, Archie. So I wouldn't say that it's, at this, it's funny and like sad at the same time. I think it's more a continuous uh, melancholic vibe and at some points, Wes Anderson distracts the audience with uh, amazing visuals and comedy. Uh, yeah, to uh, to make his movie really unique, in my opinion. Now, um, I'd like to. This is a perfect transition point to move over to. Um, how do you think uh, Wes Anderson expresses uh, nostalgia and refer to historical events throughout the movie? Yeah, I I think that you know at the beginning there's you know the past is this kind of a very intrinsically important part of the movie of course it's you know you're so the you know the start the narration it comes from uh the, you know this man so i think it's you know zero when he's you know when he's older and he talks about his past that is the movie it's it's a story and you know stories are intrinsically from the past and so i i think this this whole idea of um, kind of longing for, you know, for the past and, and talking about these memories. Is, is, it's very important. It, it's, it's very important to the, to the nature and the essence of the, of the film. Um, and so I, I think this, you know, this, this whole idea of, you know, remembering and how, how our memories, this, uh, you know, maybe get distorted or change over time is, I think, very interesting. Yeah, I totally agree with Miles. And I would add that Wes Anderson is really good at giving this nostalgic feeling by establishing uh, a world which is a fiction, but in the eyes of the audience, it seems true. So what I mean by that is he creates a, a whole city, a whole, uh, an imaginary war, an imaginary country he creates. And these are really, really small things that I didn't notice first when I watched uh, the mo movie for the first time, but you know, passports, uh, new currency, everything. And he, he really establishes a, uh, this fiction world, but the way he he puts it in place at the beginning of the movie ma makes it really believable, and gives this idea of you know nineteen thirty uh, past you know war, middle e middle Europe thing, and I think he's really good at that. Yeah. Uh, so Louis, I, I totally, I, I that's like I think that is totally it, and I think what's so great about Wes Anderson, I think specifically about this movie, is that how when you watch the movie. You know, it's it's not totally foreign, but at the same time, it's not reality. And you're like in this really weird dream. It's this weird, whimsical dream where what is like, it's 
it throws you off. So it's not like say enough to say, oh, you know, it's Lord of the Rings. It's like fantasy. It's totally different world. But at the same time, it's, it, it just throws you off a little bit. And I think that's what's so amazing, uh, you know, about that. And, you know, I think, you know, just to connect, you know, to the idea of 1930, of course, there's, um, you know, one of the ways that it presents reality while changing it a bit is how it portrays, you know, fascism, you know, Nazi Germany. And, you know, of course, for example, um, you know, you know uh, Kovacs, you know, being Jewish and then, you know, his, uh, you know, Dimitri and that whole family, uh, you know, they being more symbolic of, uh, you know, his killer being some more symbolic of uh, Nazi Germany. And so I think, I think there's that whole, you know, di dynamic that's there. And you think about that dynamic and you think about uh, Nazi Germany, you think about the past and you think about fascism. And it makes you think about that with, uh, with, without actually being in it. I think that's what's so amazing about the film. You know, I, I've got to agree with that. Um, I think it does have a whimsical uh, vibe and fantasy, but at the same time, you're seeing such a real movie and real people in front of it. And I sort of pictured the Grand Budapest Hotel as more of a, um, a dollhouse in, in a certain way. And behind, if you look at it from every single point of view, even the, the carriage ride up and everything, it just, it looks like all structures built out of clay or something. And then as soon as you move into the characters and just look at them, you forget all about that. And you come back to this reality that's created in the film. And I think that's really something that's important to, to recognize. It's, a, it's, it's, it's impressive how he's able to make us forget about the, the doll-like aspect and move us into a reality that we come up with. Or um, speaking about how um, how uh, Miles is uh, referring to uh, to Kovac being um, being a Jewish and how Dimitri is more of a, uh, sim a symbolic uh, gesture for fascism, um, I'd like to, to 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 ask you guys why why do you think that um, that Wes Anderson chose to have Zero be a refugee, Gustav be bisexual, and Kovac be a Jew? I'm just well, I think these are like really important issues today. So even though the movie uh, takes place in 1930, uh, like you know, a lot of uh, you know anti-Semitism is still a thing today. Uh, a lot of hate against bisexual and you know transgender and homophobic you know hate, and like and also another example uh, you didn't mention Archie is uh, Agatha. Uh, Zero's girlfriend. She's a uh, she's an Irish uh, Irish immigrant, but she also has a Mexican scar on her cheek, and I think that's odd too. You know, uh, whole Trump uh, border with Mexico. So I, I would say that um, Wes Anderson like uses these small elements to give messages that are uh, important in our in our world today too. Yeah, I I think I think yeah I think that's a great point. I would say though, it also, by having so many different people, by having, um, I think it's, it's two things. So first, you know, by having so many different people, by having Zero as a refugee, Gustav as, you know, bisexual person, um, uh, you know, Kovac as a Jew, and uh, Agatha as this, you know, Irish person that has a Mexican scar on her face, maybe Mexican, I don't know. I think what it does is it creates this kind of universal message and that, you know, everybody is, um, you know, everybody is, you know, different, you know, there are a lot of different people in the movie. And yet, at the same time, the, the, the emotions, and that we feel in this movie are very universal. It's, 
um, I, th I think I think the message, the um, you know, the, the story is, even though it's you know a dollhouse and it's kind of totally, as Archie said, yeah, it's a dollhouse. You know, we're to it's totally disconnected from our from our world. It seems like that. At the same time, it isn't, and it's. I think it's. Yeah, it, it just goes back to this, you know, idea of universality. I think the second idea, though, is that it, it kind of, um, of course, there's this historical element and how, it, of course, I say historical element as, you know, I, I love history and everything. But, you know, there, there's this historical element, and I think it's very true, is that, um, you know, for example, Kovac being a Jew and then, you know, being chased by, uh, you know, I guess, Dimitri and that whole family, it's, it, it really mirrors the, um, the oppression of Jewish people during uh, Nazi Germany and how, you know, he, he tries to go everywhere and, you know, then of course, you know, he dies. And it, yeah, I, I think, I, I think in essence, it's this idea of universality and trying to create historical, um, you know, moments, uh, relationships. Now, I'm going I'm I'm to say that um, I, I agree with that. And you said something very important. Um, you used the word oppressed. And I think that's a great word because I think all of what all of these people had in common is that they were all oppressed people, refugees uh, during that time, refugees, Jews, and and bisexuals. It was it was considered something to be wrong at the time, and I think he uses them and he he chooses them for for a reason to symbolize what oppression, how oppression was was perceived and how it was. And he's he makes a very important decision by doing that. He is he is choosing to to make this uh, movie represent the 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 oppressed and how uh, powers like the fascist and Nazism powers were able to um, oppress these people and who they were. And I think it gives like, it gives more of a um, hum human and historical vibe to this, to this idea. Yeah. Do you have any opinions, Louis? Yeah, I totally agree with both of what you said. Um, I would add, like to give this, uh, he, Wes Anderson is really good at, he, he, he puts all the, de the important details of that era in the movie. And a really specific example is the size of the screen, you know? So what we didn't talk about is the first few scenes, we have like kind of, uh, not, a, not a flashback, but we, it's a story in a story in a story in a story. And we have a lot of screen sizes based on the era that the story takes place. And so for the majority of the movie, so in 1930, it's uh, the size of four, uh, the ratio of four, three. And I think it's really interesting how Wes Anderson really dives in that era and takes every single little detail uh, like in, in the set while at the same time making uh, relatable characters that we can identify uh, with ourselves today. Now, um, I think that's, um, that's a good point, but... You know, I, I wanted to explore um, the the idea that also you know color is a a big important factor in this. He uses the colors beige. He uses very lightly toned colors. He always uses, and I think it reminds me of a whimsical um, whimsical idea. But I I want to ask, how do you think um, it accentuates the the narrative tone throughout the movie? Yeah. So I think what's really great about this movie and is the aesthetics. So I, I think it's, you know, I think it's color, but I also think it's aesthetic. And what's, what's really interesting is, of course we can talk about the color all day, but I think just, just to go for, talk about the setting for, for, for a tiny bit. What I really noticed is that there are multiple times when they go into different castles, different places. And what's super cool is that, you know, there are um, shot, shot for shot, they're the same shot, except they're in different places. 
So for example, um, do you guys remember how there's the uh, concierge um, kiosk in the hotel? And there's like, there's a stairway and then there's the uh, kiosk and then there's more stairs on the sides. And that specific layout is mimicked, I think, uh, in the, um, you know, in the castles of the Dimitris and everything. And uh, I think later on in, um, uh, when they're escaping in one of the, one of the places, I forgot. And I think this use of setting is really cool because it kind of, it kind of creates um, kind of time in here, it, you know, but at the same, at the same time, uh, it just, it creates this very artistic vision. Now, I think it's very important. Um, second thing, Archie, sorry, I dodged your question because uh, I talked about setting for a while, but you know, just to add about color, uh, you know, uh, I, th I think really this movie is, you know, it's the palette. It's so important. And I think that's what makes it unique in a certain way is that, you know, this palette of, you know, uh, the specific colors in it. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it, it kind of immerses you in a dream as I kind of said earlier. And I think that's why the palette is very important is because it immerses you in the stream. You know, that's, that, that's a good point. And um, I think these lighter, uh, these lighter colors also, um, it makes everything a lot lighter than what it is as, and I feel like if we didn't have these lighter colors, it would be more of a, it, it more dampen on you and become more of a heavy, heavy feel. And I think that it's important that these colors are, are there because it's able to lighten up the whole mood in, in seconds because you feel less, less worried, less, less entrapped. Yeah, uh, I think another purpose uh, of the uh, use of lightning in, in this movie is to convey specific emotions. So what I mean by that is I have a few specific scenes in mind when uh, when Gustav and um, Jude Law, you know, they, they talk to each other in this big uh, in this restaurant. I mean, in the hotel. And when he starts to talk about Agatha, he starts crying, you know, and there is a huge uh, light cue with uh, warm colors in the background and the camera getting closer. And he's like Wes Anderson. He he's he's he doesn't use like natural light at all. Uh, at the contrary, every time there there's a specific emotion to be conveyed, he he changes the light. For example, when Agatha is on the carousel, there's you know I don't know if you know there's like the spinning spinning colors behind her. It's hard to describe like exactly what emotion he's trying to convey, but it's really really powerful. Yeah. And one last scene I like to to, to talk about is. The last one when Gustav is killed off camera. It's the only scene in the movie where it's in black and white. And I think that's a good example of the use of color in this movie. So I think what's also interesting about the movie is that for, for me, you guys are probably gonna disagree with me and you guys can talk about that of course, but I think that the movie is primarily an art film. It's not necessarily a it's not necessarily about the plot, it's really about the art in it. And so, you know, say compared to something like, you know, Christopher Nolan, where, you know, Interstellar, uh, Inception, I, I think it's all about the plot. You know, th this movie is very about the, you know, the, the art, the, the aesthetics, the palette. And when you watch it, you know, for when I watched it, yeah, I was thinking the whole time, I wasn't necessarily thinking about, oh, what is Zero? What is, what are, what is Gustav going to, what are they both going to do next? I was thinking, I was like looking around. I was like, ooh, look at that. That's pretty cool. Or... Uh, how is this different? How is how is this different than our normal lives? How is this different than the normal movie, in, in terms of you know uh, artistically? And I think that 
um, I, I think this is real, really where the, the, the movie shines. Um, yeah, it's, and for me, you know, it's really this, it's really this artistic movie. And sometimes uh, not having a clear message and not being able to understand, you know, message behind an artistic movie is totally okay. Um, you know, again, we're, we're analyzing this movie, but at the same time, um, so I think, I think, you know, with these very artistically impressive movies, I think, maybe, you know, maybe it isn't about the message. Maybe it is, it is just about being in awe over how, how amazing it is. Yeah, you know, I, I, I've got to admit that that is, that is, a, that is a good point. But I, I think that you saying you, you, you completely disregarding the fact that there's a plot behind it and that there's a, an idea and a movement around it, I think we can't do that. Because I think this this plot is what symbolizes uh, is what Wes Anderson was trying to convey. He was trying to convey a message. And I do agree that the 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 whole uh, the whole idea behind it. And every time you see an open pan of of anything, you you do get entrapped in this in this kind of artistic vision. But I can't I I can't say that that is all what um what the movie is about. I can't I I just yeah. cannot. I'm sorry. Actually, that's that's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying, and I don't I don't I don't think anybody uh, I don't think that the plot is terrible. I don't think that we should disregard the plot. But what I'm saying is that I think for me the artistic part of the plot, the aesthetics. Of, I mean, sorry, the the artistic part of the movie, the aesthetics of the movie, uh, kind of proceed are more important than the the you know the the plot. The plot is of course still amazing, still great. But I think where the movie shines isn't necessarily about the story, but it's about it's about the movie. It's about how you, you know, how you see it. Yeah. To respond to, respond to you, Miles, really quick, I do agree that um, the art in this movie is unique and it, it's what, you know, really catches the eye and what it, it's what makes the movie great. But the art also serves the plot in some ways. Because mm. when, you, when you think about it, yes, the, the plot is interesting, but um, it, it's also kind of generic, you know? So person gets falsely accused, he gets rescued, and they all go into escape. So, and I think the the art in this movie, like really, it serves the plot to make it more interesting because you're always captivated by these images. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. Movie. I think I think that's uh, that's I, I didn't think about it that way, but that, I think that's totally applicable. Now, uh, guys, I'm 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 I have to cut it short here, and um, I'll discuss this more with you uh, sometime. You know, I think we really had a great conversation today. I think we all very much enjoyed the movie that we watched, The Grand Pet Budapest Hotel. Um, thank you so much to our panelists today, Archie and Louis, to our producers, uh, Louis, Tom, and uh, I'm Miles Bratier. Stay safe.